0: Alright, hey everyone, this is Maddie K, and this is another episode of The Working Experience. The Working Experience. I'm Route 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleet. There is no service on Stand the. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, yeah, folks, we're going to be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. You don't need that record ASAP. Where
1: are we on that presentation?
2: Dan, HR
0: wants to see you. Did
2: you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. You need to stay late, boss.
0: Teamwork makes the dream work. They're <laughs> moving in a different direction. And after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who ate
2: my chest? Where are my hot kids? pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh,
0: God, what's that sound? He was
2: wow. shoving I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it
0: anymore. Okay, hey everyone. This is the working experience. It's November. 21st, and I am on again with Chris Miller. All right. And he is uh, still up in Montreal. You haven't been kicked out of there, have you?
1: Well, no. It's, okay. been, it's been 10 days since we last talked. So. Right.
0: <laughs> You're on quite a streak up there. That's pretty good. Um, okay, so. Yeah, so one, uh, I was talking to a guy, Pat Quinn, who um, does Life of Dad. It's a, become a very popular website, and uh, he does it ex- for a living now. So, giving Pat a little plug here, it's a great website, especially if you have kids. Even if you don't, it's pretty good. Um, but he had a good story about when he worked in an office, a uh, small place, and he sat right near the bathroom. <clears throat> and, of course, all these stories surround the bathroom, or... 80% of them.
1: It is, it is 50% bathroom related.
0: Yeah, this yeah, case. totally. Um, so the the manager of the office would, you know, nicely put out a bowl of like M&Ms or something like that. In the toilet? <laughs> in, in, in the like general office area. Oh. But again, it was very, very, very small. So this guy would go into the bathroom and Pat sat close enough to the bathroom, you know, like, Obviously, the guy was taking a dump, and then he wouldn't hear the water. Oh no! So the guy was taking a dump, coming, not washing his hands. Then straight to the M and M's, and he'd be rummaging around in the bowl, which like up to his
2: wrist. Up
0: to his wrist. Just gotta get that yellow one at the bottom. You know. Which again is like, you're doing this on purpose, like subconsciously at least, you know. No, con- consciously. Consciously. That's a power thing. That's yeah. A power thing. So, uh, Pat said something to the manager, just like, you know, because he, he, he was friends with her. He just said, listen, you might want to, like, not put the bowl out or put it somewhere else or make, like, have individually wrapped, you know, candies or yeah. something. So then she calls a staff meeting to address the fact that some people are not washing their hands in the bathroom. <laughs> and that, you know, you need to. You need to wash your hands in the bathroom. Like you would tell a kindergarten class, you know.
1: What, what do you think's worse, right? Not washing your hands in the bathroom. Yeah. Right? By, by rote. So, like, five times you go for a, a piss and one time you go for a poo. Yeah. And you, don't, you just don't wash your hands. It's just my policy. I'm not washing my hands to get it. Right. Or those people who wash their hands for five seconds with no soap, just a little bit of water, and then <laughs> touch the handle and leave the handle wet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the
0: the wet handle is like, ugh. It's just... <laughs>
1: so, I would rather lick a New York subway pole. Yeah. Touch a wet handle
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd rather put my hand in a freshly flushed toilet bowl than... <laughs> <laughs> Which is infinitely cleaner, I think, than that handle. Yeah. Sometimes I get a little OCD. I'll take, like, a uh, paper towel and wrap it on the handle and, you know, then turn and throw it. I just. Because it's like, if I just wash my hands, why am I going to ruin it by touching that nasty handle?
1: It's like. I get it. I guess the st- stuff is more expensive, but we can't. How come the supermarket doors open for me, but the bathroom door won't open for me?
0: Yeah, yeah it's, it's right. A crack. I it's like,
1: like a pad. It's a, a little thing that you, that you stand on. There you go. Done.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. It, it's it's uh, well, and then for the guy to to sort of like make a point to go from the bathroom right to the bowl of candies is you know directly. <laughs> that, that's a power
1: thing. He knows he's got he's got shit crystals his hand or whatever I don't know. Yeah, crystals. <laughs> what, whatever they are, particles, 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 and then he's. Yeah, you know, and if it wasn't M Ms, and if it was in a restaurant, it'd be straight to the crusty bread. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of power stuff and the crusty bread, you just reminded me—I uh, did a podcast with Mike Arison, and uh, oh, how, how's he doing? He's doing very well. He and his wife just bought an apartment in Jackson Heights. Wife? Yeah. yeah, he's married. Yeah, very Sorry. nice girl, Chantel.
1: Did you catch that audio there? I just opened not
0: want to sorry. Oh, <laughs> excellent, <laughs> excellent. This should get even more interesting. Uh, so she had a story. She was working for this um, guy who ran one of these little production companies. It was basically him. He's a very wealthy guy. And uh, <clears throat> they would go out to lunch. And every day, now this guy, like, owns an apartment in Manhattan, owns a home in Westchester. He comes from a lot of money. He would go into the Panera Bread, he would go over to the bread basket and steal a piece of bread every day, and put it in his pocket. And
1: Was he like a prisoner of war originally, or not originally?
0: He just, I think it was the power thing, like he could just get away with it. Like he obviously didn't need it, he didn't even want it, he would just go in there and steal it every day.
2: Yeah, just to have it first, just to get that first.
0: Yeah, or whatever it was, yeah, so everybody's got their little quirks. <laughs> Of course, I don't know if they call it a quirk. Um, what you guys found in the service elevator at work when we left off last time?
1: Yeah, I kind of dropped a little bombshell on you before I. No, it's I always good. It was the end of the podcast. I was like, "Well, I've got to get this. I've got to tell them this." Yeah. So I, we went. I went around the back to the service elevator because that's how I go downstairs to the car park. And it was, there it was, just <laughs> unraveled and unravelled. I didn't make an inspect. I didn't see if there was a deposit within, within it, but it was unraveled, and therefore I have to assume at least used in some... <laughs>
0: in some manner.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, so there was a, pro- a prophylactic. It was a- a- yep, yep. And I-
2: I'm
1: not an expert, yep. I'm not an expert on the uh, range or array of condoms, but I believe it was a Trojan Magnum. Actually,
2: wow. Magnum. Which
1: eliminate which eliminates a number of
2: suspects. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's impressive.
1: So, uh, so the maintenance guy I guess the maintenance guy went and got so I immediately took a picture of it and I texted it to the owners to the port. And one of the oh man. Now I've got to be careful later, but one of the owners texted back and was like, I guess the maintenance guy's been having a party. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and uh, and then it was gone. And then I, I kind of asked around because I, I didn't. Right, I was revolted. I was absolutely disgusted. Yeah. Not at yeah. The actual physical item being there, but of what it represents. Like, f- go home. Stop. <laughs> don't don't have sexual intercourse at work, please. Right as I, as I said, it doesn't mean that they definitely were, you know. Yeah. But then I, I, so I was disgusted, and then other people weren't as disgusted as me, and that really annoyed me. That was more annoying than the original discovery. <laughs> I was like, have you seen? Have you seen that? Like, like look at. I was holding up my phone. I was haranguing people. I was like, look at this. Look at this disgusting thing I found. People were like, people were like, yeah, it happens. Like, what? <laughs> is this is a Canadian thing. What's the-
0: Yeah, it happens
1: Oh, man
0: Well, it's sort of like Who enticed who Into having sex in the service elevator I mean, I I imagine it's kind of grungy Not not just that, but
1: But safe sex Oh, you gotta be safe Yeah, right, right (laughs) No, you can't take any risks when you're fucking at work
0: well, I mean, it wasn't even like it was in in the broom closet or something. Like I imagine the service elevators kind of grungy.
1: Oh, it's grim, yeah. Yeah. Like it, like it's ne- like the building is from like the eighteen um, hundreds, <laughs> uh, and like it's the it's the bit that's never ever been touched.
2: You know? Oh, yeah. Well, it,
1: it's it's not. It is not a romantic environment. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: what I was gonna say. Like. You know, usually someone—and not, not to be sexist—it could have, or it could have been two guys, or I don't know. Probably not two women. I don't know what they would use probably the condom not. for. Probably but um, Unless yeah. they filled it
1: like an ice lolly.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, we could speculate all day on the ins and outs. <laughs> you know, I mean. Uh, but um, yeah, suffice it to say that that's pretty gross. But. Not as gross as the other story that you uh, alluded to before we cut away last time.
1: Yeah, I don't know how much I said, but I definitely know that um, I couldn't possibly even tell you. I can't tell you the guy's name because I can't remember it. So we have a telemarketing division. Essentially, we have like a three-tier sales process, if you want to get super technical. And the first tier of it uh, involves a lot of investment involves a lot of lead generation and we call and we, we have scripting and we sell and we do a business to business. So we're not like one of those, what well, we hope are not one of those annoying companies, you know? Yeah. We, I have a lot of checks and balances, that kind of thing. Merchant experience, customer experience is key. Right. However, <laughs> <laughs> there was this one lad who that that's his, that's his station in life. Now I'm not denigrating that, that job it is an entry level job, and entry level jobs always need people to do them. Yeah. But the, you, the, life is a deck of cards, right? Not everyone can be a king like me.
2: Right. <laughs> right. Just
1: shuffle that in there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think I'm the bridge instructions card. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. So some people they get the entry like, right. Hey, yeah, and you, that that's. Construction that, workers, they, that's they, right. Yep,
2: shop yep. assistants. Yep, Every, anyway. Yep,
1: so the, the, it's largely comprised of like students and um, administrative workers and that kind of thing. And then you get the odd, well, my pal from the last podcast I was telling you about, you get a guy who's like, he's a lifer, you know,
2: yeah,
1: like the guy who uh <laughs> smoke crack did magic and stole meat.
0: Well, you you and I both worked in the film industry and there were uh like when I worked on like Law and Order or I did Third Watch a bit, there were, you know, PA's production assistants are the the lowest on the, yeah. the rung. And there were people who were just PA lifers. That's what they wanted to do. They earned a hundred bucks a day working on these television shows and that's what they did.
1: And they get uh, and they always get really good at it. Yeah. They get really good at it. Like they're they the top 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 ones, and they just go, okay, this is my channel, and let me let me get really good at it. So anyway, so yeah, this is one of these guys. Yep. Yeah. What I'm basically saying is, he's about 45 to 55. Right. But anyway, he, he he has um he gets a head cold or something, or he had a tooth infection. I I don't remember the details and uh, one day he wakes up uh, and this, this, must been, this was either two winters ago or last winter so you're talking, it's Montreal, you're talking oh man, you're talking two, three feet of snow yeah. outside and it's been there for a long time, you know
2: Yeah.
1: so he gets up and he's, oh I'm not feeling very well mate I've done, I'm just going to take this and he, he takes uh, a bunch of cough medication like Buckley's or you know Benlin or yeah. NyQuil or or something like that Yeah. and uh, he's the kind of guy who I don't want to say this for certain, but he is the kind of guy who gets up and he walks to the train station and he goes to the, what we call the deponer here, the, uh, the what the, we call it the corner corner store. Yeah. And you know, nodding a wink straight into the fridge, two tall cans. Yeah. yeah. Kickstart is dead. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Mix that with cold medication. Not the best idea in the world. <laughs> but he sits down, they start at nine 15, which is a little allusion to wall street that we have. Yeah. You know, Ding 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 ding. Right. Starts making his calls. Right. Nine twenty. He's really. Oh, he's really in a bad way. And then he shat himself.
0: <laughs> of course.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then he he filled his man's khaki beige pants, his grown man trousers, with fecal matter.
0: So wait, is was he nodded off at this point?
1: And, and yeah, he was He was sort of in and out of it. He, just, he made, <laughs> made a couple of calls.
0: May, okay, okay. so he makes a couple of calls. He gets a bit woozy. He shits himself.
1: <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, it would be about 9.20. Sure. He's just made... <laughs> a couple of central time zone calls. He's he's caught a plumber at eight twenty in the morning. Yeah. Managed to get through the gatekeeper. He's in mid flow into his his sales script. Oh, you know what? Sorry, Bob, I'm gonna put you on hold while I defecate all over myself. He shits himself and then and then panics and sits there.
2: (laughs) Because because uh, he's
1: wearing he's wearing beige trousers. Yeah, and yeah. He, he didn't want to cause a scene. No, but he didn't think that through. In that there's more than a visual way. <laughs> to <call> the scene. <laughs> so the 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 salespeople to his immediate left and right uh, start to dry rash. <laughs> <laughs> and they have to leave and he goes okay panic's over I gotta do something about this yeah so he waddled his way like John Wayne in the searches with leather chaps.
2: Jesus <laughs> basically
1: basically only articulating below the knees because you don't really want to oh. you don't really want to get that going oh. and he goes into the kitchen and he sits in the kitchen and it until someone else comes in <laughs> And then someone else came in he said could you do me a favor and they go oh uh, yeah okay look i'll just go to hr and i'll tell hr he goes to hr the hr director at the time who's since left us he wanted to be best friend uh it just basically says to his then not assistant but sort of immediate subordinate he said i can't deal with that i will vomit immediately <laughs> yeah. Can you go and deal with that I
0: mean, deal with it. What are you supposed to do? And so and so, she,
1: who is now the HR director, she's doing really well.
0: Wait, she? This was a woman. He asked he, to help him she,
2: out.
1: He, he dele- the HR director. I don't care. His name is Jesse. He doesn't work there anymore. Delegated it directly to his female
2: <laughs> to deal with a to deal with a grown man who had shit himself at work. <laughs>
1: So um, so she, uh, we'll call
2: her
1: C, uh, uh, she had to walk in and go, you know, because you, it, need, it needs a level head. That is a situation that needs a level yes, head. Yes. Yeah. So she walks, she walks in and goes, all right, what are we dealing with
2: you? What are we dealing <laughs> with?
0: So the guy's so, sitting there with a load of shit in his pants and this C correct, correct is... Correct assessment. Yeah. yeah <laughs> is, now, where are you in this mix?
1: I didn't know about it. They only told me about that. They keep me well away from stuff like that because I'd be in there with the camera phones.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm going to YouTube that.
2: So, but, um, okay, so... Not, she... No, but
1: they, they, keep, they keep it on the, on the very down low. Yeah. For his dignity. Yeah. And rightly so.
0: <laughs> you you would have been yelling out he the said, door, hey, Henry shit himself. Somebody Henry go down Henry's to the guy.
2: store. <laughs>
1: I would have been on the intercom to to get the security footage
2: of this bad boy.
0: Okay, so C goes in to deal with it.
1: She goes in to deal with it, and he's going, I've really not been well. And I can only imagine she went, I can fucking tell. (laughs) He goes, I've really not been well. She goes, okay, I'm going to call you an ambulance. Oh. Now, now. Well, because that's, well, what else are you going to do? Like, yeah. You can't call him a cab. <laughs> 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 call him an ambulance. Now.
0: Here, I'm going to loan you my, I'm going to loan you my
2: bus pass. <laughs> you can take that.
0: <laughs> so he,
1: my, my original thought, by the way, was, listen, I know it's going to be terrible and you're probably not going to feel very good. Go downstairs, take off all your clothes and roll around in the snow because yeah. that will clean you. Yeah. But they, I guess they didn't think of it. So, she grabs an industrial-sized garbage bag, which we have obviously. Yeah. And she, he gets in it like a like a sack race kind of thing. Yeah. coming Into a big potato bag. Yeah. And then he pokes two holes for his little feet to come out of the
2: bottom.
1: And, t- and this, what this has done is this has largely contained the aroma, you know. Yep. And and called an ambulance, and the ambulance says, "Yeah, no problem." Meanwhile, it's in the middle of a snowstorm, and the ambulance took two hours to get there. Oh. Right? But the worst part was, he didn't know what to do, so he sat in the lobby of the building. Oh. And the two hours that elapsed included a, <laughs> included a smoke break for the entire
2: company. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Well, he sat there in his yes. In a plastic bag. <laughs> so,
1: Smell of his feces, and, and, and that was the dignity
2: saver.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <And> hey Tom, how's it going? Good, <laughs> good. Hey, no problem. Yeah, no, d- top notch, aces. I got
1: a couple of hot leads. Do you want to make my calls? For me? <laughs>
0: It's fine. I'll be back up in an hour or two. I just shit myself. Yep. <laughs> hey, uh, are, are we going to McGlinty's after the, after work? Who's up? I'm buying. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? As well, the third bar, the one bar that everybody goes to,
1: is, it is called McLean's. As well, like, you were really close.
2: Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh
1: man. Dude. Wow. So that. ambulance. That is, my, that is my worst tier, I think.
0: Oh, I think it's everybody's. Yeah. I mean, uh, someone told me it is, I don't know, it was this, like, sort of, not old wives' tale, but said, claimed that it was psychologically impossible to shit yourself. And I was like, no, it isn't. (laughs) 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 No, it is not, actually. Yeah,
2: I shot myself in a bank once.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, anybody who's written any kind of Public transportation, I think, has always had that fear of, like, oh, God, we're going to be between stops and, you know.
1: Oh, man, trapped in the tunnel. Like, what do you do? What
0: do you do? I don't know. I mean, the New York City subway, it was like, good Lord, it was a free-for-all down there.
1: Yeah. I think the only thing you can do is power through it. Just just make eye contact with someone while you're doing it. <laughs>
0: and <laughs> just, get away with it. just own it. You know, yeah. just own it. Hey, just, all right. T- just staring at him. Just go,
1: hey, hey, you know what I'm in the middle of? And you go, <laughs> and you go oh, shit in <laughs> I'm shitting myself. I'm so sick. And the worst part was, well, not the worst part. The worst part was when he shot <laughs> Right, yeah. One, one extra element was that he came back.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's his job. I mean, what's he going to do?
2: You know.
1: Well, that's the thing. But that, if that's me, I'm not just not coming back. I'm, I'm moving to Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be the guy who, who pooped himself at work, you know? Yeah. I don't, want to be the, I don't want to be the guy who left the window open all night and often right. it's got really cold. Because then everyone's going to get really annoyed at you. I, uh,
0: I, you know what I would have to say? I'd, I'd say, listen, everyone, everyone, listen. I defecated in my pants yesterday. <laughs> but I am still a worthwhile human being. Okay, so, uh, you know, so there you go. Let's all just move past it, okay? You know.
2: Can
1: I, can I just have everyone's attention? Can I just, everyone's attention. Sorry. I, I just want to front up, okay? I just want to. There's been a lot of rumors, a lot of innuendo. <laughs> right. Milling around. let right. to clear the air. Yeah. Okay? It takes a big man <laughs> <laughs> to shit himself at work yep. and to come back. Come so, back? think about that before you laugh behind my back
0: okay it's called character okay that's what it's called (laughs) no this is not (laughs) you know what you know what the office manager should have done is called a meeting with i'll call him tom okay everyone yesterday we had a little incident tom here had an accident okay but uh we're all gonna be sensitive about it and not call any attention to it okay thank you very much let's all get back to work
1: wouldn't it be, Wouldn't it have been great if that happened? And he just went, "Sorry, um, just a point of correction, it wasn't an accident."
0: <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> well,
1: it was, a, it was a dirty protest.
0: I kind of let it happen. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let me, I kind of just—I'll admit I could have made it to the bathroom, but you know, I just kind of so let it happen.
1: The bathroom, so. the bathrooms—we're in the middle of moving. Uh, we're actually moving tomorrow. We're moving over the Thanksgiving weekend.
2: Oh, nice.
1: It's a 400 person um, office.
2: I mean, oh, God. You have to move everything. So, yeah,
1: uh, yeah our, our technology director, the man has had a head cut for six months. You know, like he is mm. so stressed out. Yeah. And obviously, I just keep winding him up about it. Yeah.
2: You
1: so, know, like a week ago, I was like, hey, uh, hey God, uh, we're moving. Are you on that? And he's <laughs> throwing his clip. <clue. laughs> <laughs>
0: Through his clipboard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but the best part of it, one of the huge advantages of the move, right? So we're moving into a space that is, is, I would say, three times the space that we've got right now. We're spending like one point five million on renovations, and putting in a bistro kitchen. Wow. and they're, they're doing they're doing everything like, they're not using the cheapest materials. They're using the best looking and best sounding materials. And, or the lighting in is being ergonomically designed. Like they're doing it properly, you know. Yeah. The number one advantage, to I would say, fifty percent of the employees, but I am mostly speaking for myself, is that we have we now have two times the number of bathrooms.
2: There That's you it. go. So previously we had
1: four stalls for the women, uh, and this is four hundred people, so oh. two hundred women and two hundred men, essentially. Oh. Four stalls for the women, Ugh. and four and two stalls for the guys, Ugh. and two urinals for the guys.
0: That is brutal. That, and
2: that's brutal. Oh,
1: no, it's terrible. It's. I. I haven't. I haven't used the uh, works bathroom for two years. I just go across the road. <laughs> I go to the. I go to the food court. Forget it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have used meditation, yoga, <laughs> cognitive. Cognitive uh, behavioral therapy and thought processes and breathing techniques to know to always have a five-minute warning.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Because the, if there's an emergency, <clears throat> it, it's over. Yeah. You have to go to the service elevator and ask two people to stop fucking. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Well, uh, so, what...
1: so yeah. So I got to go over the road. So, put so now. They're, it's literally the same bathroom setup, but there's two of them. So there's one for all the telemarketers over there, <clears throat> and like uh, IT and HR, and then there's one for us. Like you, you can't you can't monetize that.
2: No. You
0: know? No.
1: I'm home. Ag- I'm home again.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. It has a lot to do with morale. You know, it's like huge. yeah, being able to feel comfortable at work. I mean, well, you know, we've both worked on film sets where it was like there was one. Like sketchy toilet for the entire crew, and it was like yeah. in the apartment next to hair makeup wardrobe. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, was oh god. Those work as well. you just uh, <laughs> you
1: grip electrics going in there. Like oh, give
0: that five minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, well, really, I I would have to monitor like okay, I can't eat a big breakfast obviously because that's not going to work. <laughs> like I can't, well, well, you know.
1: So th- this is this is a little bit interesting. Hold on, sorry. Sorry, hold
2: on. Yeah. This
1: is a, a little bit interesting because when we worked on films together, how like how old were you when? How old are you again? How old, much older are you than me?
0: <laughs> Significantly, I'm forty four right. now. So, so you're I was nine years older than me. Yeah, I was like thirty when I started, from about thirty to thirty five, about five right. years. Yeah.
1: so that's exactly my point which I haven't made yet so when I worked on films, <clears throat> I was I started when I was 22 yeah uh, and that would have been when we met
2: yeah
1: and not not in that way not like not we,
0: we didn't meet in that way I mean you made it sound like you know anyway well the
1: that you groomed
2: me. <laughs>
0: that's when we met. That's when we. That's when we first got together. I'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. Just, you know, was, yeah.
1: First hooked up when I was. 22. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, uh, <laughs> with that. No. It's legal in most states. <laughs> and um, uh, so I was twenty-two through twenty-seven uh, yeah. when I worked on films, and yeah. I've got to tell you. Uh, there, was, there, was no, there was no such thing as anxiety. I don't think I felt a pang of anxiety until I was probably 30, 31. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, <laughs> that's, That is life, isn't it? How long can you get to, to the first panic attack? <laughs> <laughs>
2: How
1: long can you make it for the first time that you're vomiting uncontrollably and you don't know why?
2: I you prefer know? to think
0: of it as a meltdown personally, which I know this isn't very charitable, but there's really nothing funnier than hearing someone had a meltdown. <laughs> you know, like, I don't really want to be there for it. I don't want to witness it. Uh, you know? Yeah. Everybody's been there stressed out and whatnot. But when someone, <clears throat> I'm trying to think, I remember this woman that used to come and do volunteer work. This woman, I'll call her Julie. Julie. Uh, me and a friend from college, he kind of got me involved with this uh, coalition for the homeless thing. We would drive around, hand food out to homeless people. She got fired from a volunteer position. She was asked to not return to a volunteer position. And one time she was, she showed up, and she said she was about to have a nervous breakdown. I was thinking in my mind, you're not about to. You are having a nervous breakdown. This is it. Here it is. in the middle of it. Yeah. So she would send weird emails. She would call people incessantly. She did it to me and other people. And finally she was at, she was 49 years old. She didn't work. She lived in an apartment on 9th and 27th that her parents paid for in Chelsea. So what's that? $5 million apartment probably in that neighborhood. Yeah. So, why she would be having a nervous breakdown, I have no idea. Because it's like, you don't have to do anything. You're, everything's paid for. But that was pretty funny. I have to say, she has been the font of a lot of good stories. Uh, but, um, yeah. Ba- well, <clears throat> back to our uh, initial thing about people crapping themselves. Chris Baird opined that the film industry probably has among the highest rate of people crapping themselves on the job as he put it. And uh,
1: probably, but it wasn't totally was my point. It wasn't an <clears throat> issue to me. It it didn't, oh. it didn't bother me. I could just do whatever I wanted when Yeah. when I was 22 to 27, I could do what I could have conquered the world. <laughs> I was a, I was afraid of nothing. Yeah. I worked um shall we say for cash in yeah. the United States of America for, for a, a, a hell of a long time. You were there with me. You were you were on payroll. You were getting <laughs> checks and tax and all that shit and I was going, I was counting dollar bills next to you, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah, I remember all that. The Benzes and the bling and yeah, I remember that. The fur coats. Do
1: you not remember, do you not remember when I moved to LA? I literally bought a Mercedes-Benz. Yeah. I
0: remember
2: that. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: literally bought a Mercedes-Benz. It was shit, but anyway. And I did all that and I I, I the, the girl that I dated in LA, she was a stripper and all that. Like it was, uh, all of that stuff. Yeah. And now I'm not, I'm not joking. Just to put this into perspective, talking about it on a recorded telephone line <laughs> is actually scaring me.
2: <laughs> Doing
1: it at the time didn't bother me. <clears throat> so to put that in the context of, to <laughs> put that in the context of work bathrooms, <laughs> back when you and me were working on film sets, you were actually my age, so. I can't imagine that I, that I have anxiety at work about shitting myself, out, yeah. especially since that guy did it and not getting to the bathroom. The bathroom's going to be full and then i got to go upstairs and the bathroom's yeah. full again. Yeah. Oh, I'd have to go home and people are going to know why I went home and uh, I'll lose all <laughs> respect and I'll have to move to Toronto. <laughs> and, but at the time, I didn't care. So But at the time when I was working on films, I didn't care. So if I now try and imagine being you and your age. So basically what I'm saying is, if I went back into films...
0: That would be your main point of contention. Where to use the bathroom.
1: Uh, Yeah, Well, I would turn up. (laughs) Well, I I used to turn up and go, hey, uh, go to the food truck and get a breakfast burrito. But now I fully understand why you didn't join me in that.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, You know, it's just... uh... I was probably way more... Actually, I'm kind of the opposite. I was probably way more squeamish about it back then. I think as I get older, I you know really don't care that much. I mean, it's like, yeah, you know, whatever. Um,
1: well, if it happens,
0: it happens. <laughs> that's right. You know, I mean, hey, I would just have to say to my class, look, kids, I got to step out for about 15 <laughs> minutes. Uh, you know, they, they're, they're used. They know. I mean, yeah, come on. Jeez, you know. Actually, the <laughs> these kids that I teach, you know, I used to teach in the Bronx, uh, yeah. you know, in the ghetto, you would call it, and, and like those kids would did call you, did, you out.
1: Have, have you mentioned on the podcast that you are the inspiration for the film Half Nelson? Have you ever said that?
0: No, no, I never. I haven't mentioned. Uh, Gowanus haven't Brooklyn it was an area. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I made Ryan Gosling's career. That's how I put it. So. Uh,
1: listen. You you say that as a joke, right? But I have I have shown people that people who like show an interest in Half Nelson. Yeah. And I, I to this day I think that is one of the tr- one of the true tragedies that you that Ryan Gosling. Like, if have you ever met Ryan Gosling?
2: Yes, couple did, of times.
1: Did you Did you say to him? Who the hell do you
0: think you <laughs> I recently sent him an email saying you never would have been in Blade Runner if it weren't for me. <laughs> I haven't gotten a response yet, but uh, he's mulling it, <clears throat> he's mulling it, you know, he's he mulling
2: said it. it to at no, <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: probably his account, I don't know. There's somebody named Robert Gosling who's like, who keeps emailing me? Who is this guy? <laughs> why is he so bitter about me? I mean, I, I work in IT, for example, for crying out loud. Like, why does he keep saying I wouldn't be in my position?
1: You worked in the Bronx. Well, just,
0: no, the, kid, like, the, the kids I teach now, you know, it's very suburban, it's very white, and the kids are, like, so polite about everything. They're always apologizing if they, like, you know, if I walk through the door and one of them's standing there, they're like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I have said more than once, like, you don't have to apologize. Like, just, you know, don't worry about it. So they would be... You know what I envision? Seriously, I start laughing in the middle of classes thinking about this because every year they have a talent show. And my dream is to get up on stage and really sing some song. Like, the song will play and I'll be singing to it. Like, something really like uh, like I want to be a man in motion you know like one of those songs like really inspirational and I'm really going for it and it's like, like the most
1: like Arcade Fire like Everything Now by Arcade
2: Fire
0: I don't know that song but it probably fits in the genre I was thinking one of one in particular and of course I can't remember it right now but like if I was doing this in front of the whole school and it was so embarrassing people would want to die most of those kids would be very, would be encouraging. Like they, they'd clap, you know, like they'd feel really bad for me. And that's where I breathe. You know, that's, I love that. Like really embarrassing.
1: You've always been really, always been really good at keeping it like, and like I, I always got annoyed at how good you were at keeping a straight face. When you, when you would like do something really stupid. You know? Well, there's two There's two moments that, Jump out at me, and they weren't. But one was on arranged. You know the film arranged. The yeah, yeah. When we were filming a scene, where there was a group class, and the premise of the movie is that there's a, a, an orthodox Jewish teacher and a fundamental fundamental Muslim. Is yeah,
0: pretty it? much. Yeah. yeah
1: a Muslim in a hijab and they're both teachers and they're both going through the arranged marriage process and they find friendship. It's actually a really good film. It's probably yeah. the best film that we worked on together.
0: Well, it actually came out in a theater and everything was good. <laughs> really? I mean, they never do. They never do. They never do, do they? No, never. We also, the other one was The Trouble with Cali. We'll have to come back to that. That, that didn't even get made, that thing. No, oh, with Paul Sorvino. Paul Sorvino's testicles. That, that's for another podcast. That's a great one. I'm going to have to start writing up stuff for that because that is a great one. Yeah.
1: So, unarranged, the two things that you did, <laughs> I blew an entire take with, a uh, that lady's really famous now, Zoe Lister-Jones.
0: Yeah, yeah, she's been in some big movies.
1: She was on TV. She was on, I think, Whitney or something like that.
0: She was um, in uh, The Other Guys, briefly. She led, like, the psychiatrist session with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: she's, she's did, gotten up she's there. very, very, very successful. And yeah. Right, so, she's a great actor. Yep. But just as they said, just as they said, action, I spotted you pret- pretending to be a shark. <laughs> 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 pretending to be a shark. I don't really amongst, remember that Amongst library books Oh, sort and of you, And you yeah. looked at me And you just sunk your head Underneath the library book And it was the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life And I couldn't stop And I was laughing I blew the whole thing Laughters were looking at me It was really <laughs> embarrassing
0: I think I remember I think we were all sent out of the room At one oh, point Oh, we
1: completely sent out We were talked to right? Yeah <laughs> we on one side and said Don't ever do that again And he was yeah. completely correct
0: I know, I know Yeah
2: Oh. Another
1: thing that you did was
2: there
1: was, <laughs> there was one time we were just in between takes on that, the Trouble with Callie thing, where we went into the sound stick. Remember that studio kind of thing? You know, oh, yeah. In the haunted house? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we were in between takes and uh, the the director of photography, Ruben. I can't believe I remember that guy's name. Yeah. That's Spick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right dude seriously you can't say it we got it. Tom edit that out please all right anyway
1: all right hold on let me just give Tom some breathing room
2: yeah yes, okay yes the yeah.
1: Ruben um uh, he he uh started playing some music on his little dolly thing yeah and, and you danced onto set with a straight <laughs> face and it was the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life but your face was like no problem here. No. Nope. And I was so
0: annoyed. <laughs> well, that that's another thing I want to do is like, it, like really play it up. Be like, you know, I take freeform dance classes, and I, you know, I'd like to be in the talent show, and then get out there to like Rocky or something like that, and you know, really try to get everyone clapping because some of them would, some of them would start clapping with me. And well,
1: just because that's so nice.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And trying to, like, you know, they'd be looking at each other. I love it when people are looking at each other and they're like, come on, dude, just clap because he's really, like, you know, <laughs> like I have a <laughs> mental what deficiency. Do you you have special needs? Yeah, like, come on, don't let, no, don't laugh. Don't, <laughs> you know, come on. Let's just try to be, you know. Well, what I loved, and I just remembered this, uh, myself and Chris Elisad, who is a, he's a big time grip now. He, uh, Of course he is. That
1: kid. That guy was
2: destined for success. Yeah.
0: He owns his own dollies and all that stuff now. And um, we were in the hotel. We were shooting in the hotel and we were in Paul Servino's room. And it was like a scene with him in the tub or something like that. (laughs) I don't know. But I remember seeing like three bottles of Pepto Bismol on his dresser, which I thought, well, that's kind of. Because it was his actual room that he was sleeping in. And so we, had, we got set up and then Chris Elisad and I left and we went down to one of the other rooms and we were just like sitting there watching TV. And uh, we both had our walkies on, our earpieces in, and you were in there. And all of a sudden you were depressing your walkie and we hear, Brah! and it was Paul Sorvino treating everyone to an operatic aria. <laughs> and we just, I mean, it, it was just like, it, by that point it was so surreal. It was just like, holy Jesus, what is going Because I've seen this guy in Goodfellas. I saw him in Nixon and he was a pretty nice guy. It was just like, occasionally things went off the rails. <laughs> it was kind of nuts.
1: He was he was once he was once we, we filmed a day in a skate park. I remember it was one of the coldest days. Yeah. And we were I was loading equipment. I was just grabbing equipment and I was putting it into the truck or whatever. And it happened. He was talking to that first assistant director. Remember that guy who slowed everything down?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And all I heard, I heard Paul Sorvino as Paul Sorvino. He wasn't acting. He wasn't doing anything. I don't know what he was talking about. I don't know why he said this. But it was one of those moments. You know when you walk past somebody and you just hear a sound bite and it's perfect? Yeah. And he went, <clears throat> he went, that guy thinks he's a gangster. I'm a fucking gangster. <laughs> <Like that. laughs> and I, my knees went. I, I thought that
2: is the funniest
1: thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Because all I wanted to do was turn around and go, nah, you're an actor. (laughs) (laughs) Right
2: Right
0: up in his face. (laughs) I got to say, I have never eaten as well as I did on that movie. They fed us constantly.
1: Tremendous food on that
0: movie. Constantly. We had these huge breakfasts, huge lunch. We'd have a third meal on set, and then they'd have a meal at the hotel waiting. Like it, it, we all had our own rooms. Like yeah, it was good. I mean, it was Scranton. It wasn't exactly Cancun, but you know, it was yeah, it was all right.
1: I still have pe- people on Facebook that I met on that film and have never seen again. Oh, I'm you sure. I Blake Mo- Blake Monahan. I still have him on Facebook. He's a good kid.
0: I remember him, Blake.
1: What. Blake, yeah, he's got tattoos, and he had like little gauges in his ears, beard. I've just described any PA.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Actually, usually that's art department. Art department usually has. Uh... Yeah,
1: that is. I think that's what he wanted to do. Like he, he, when you when you like, when you film, if you're like a New York production or an LA production, and you go to somewhere that's not New York and LA, you get a lot of the local people who never moved to New York but they haven't moved to New York yet you know yeah like anyone in Scranton who had any aspiration to work anywhere near motion picture production worked on that film with us and they were all there for free you know yeah and he he was one of them and I remember like uh, remember that kid John Hudak
2: yeah yeah
1: the, the little the little fellow who was a um,
2: he was
0: an AC right camera assistant
1: he was a camera assistant and he had Crohn's disease
0: Oh, real! I didn't know he had Crohn's disease. <laughs> Maybe he
1: doesn't
0: actually. <laughs> <laughs> I just say that. I mean, what's, it, it I smacks him. of. And his wife's got alopecia. <laughs> it have to do with anything? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I remember John Hudak. Yeah, he's a good guy. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Like, you could have the dumpiest little production. Not that that was. I mean, it wasn't huge, but. You could have the dumpy, like a camera, a doorway dolly, and a few lights. And if you went to some small town, they thought Hollywood had arrived. Like they were just even in New York, in some neighborhoods, they'd be like, you know, if Law and Order was shooting or whatever, they'd be like. Yeah,
1: first things that I did. I, I I probably had it when when we met. Remember, I used to have very long hair and uh, a yeah. beard. Yeah. Yeah. Has gone now. <laughs> Not all of it. Not. No, but, no, no. Like the the hairline is now so far back <laughs> that, that if I grew long hair, it, it is a, it is a life statement.
0: <laughs> no, see, you got to go for the ponytail. You're missing out here. Come on.
1: Well, remember, if if you remember rightly, what I had at the time was the David Beckham top knot, and then the and then the straightened hair coming down. From yeah, the
2: bottom. yeah, yeah.
1: I was once in. I think it was Spanish Harlem, but it was definitely it was up there. It was in the you know the one eighties, one nineties in Manhattan. Yeah. And I was ca- I was standing there with a C stand uh, uh, across my shoulders with my long hair, my long blonde hair. Because remember, I got it dyed. But that woman from L'Oreal asked me to come and uh, yeah. model for her, and she dyed my hair. Yeah.
2: <laughs> which <laughs>
1: which which does make me a model. Forever. Yeah.
0: You you, like, you you still do that, don't you? Is, that, uh, no. is that, has that career slowed a little bit? Yeah, I contacted L'Oreal. And yeah. said,
1: Sorry, but we don't, we don't want to comb the back of your
0: neck. <laughs> you should just, you should call them like once every month or so and just tell them you're still available. Just, you know, <laughs> just throw it out. Just just like when the NBA, when the draft comes up, I always shoot them an email saying I'm entertaining offers. You know, just...
1: listen if. Let me know when the horseshoe, when the horseshoe hairline comes back in, and we'll we'll talk.
2: Yeah, yeah. So
1: I'm up there, and I got a, a C stand across my, um, across my shoulders, uh, hot, like horizontally, <clears throat> uh, with the long hair and the beard. And I guess I, maybe I was backlit by one of the work lights that we had up. Yeah. And I, I heard from a, an apartment about two stories up. I heard, me Oh I
2: was like, oh come on. <laughs>
0: jesus had landed
2: yeah jesus
1: is wearing fingerless gloves
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i'm sure that's i'm I'm sure you're still talked about as a vision there are pilgrimages to that corner (laughs) (laughs) have prayer services there (laughs) Uh, yeah so uh we're we're
1: moving offices that's that's the endeavor. That's that's what we're doing at the minute.
0: So are you all forced to help carry stuff or did you hire a moving company to no,
1: do this? No, no, no. They have they, hired a huge moving company renovation company like full service. Yeah. Thing, you know.
0: So do you and still have to be to, there to oversee?
1: Um what I'm going to do tomorrow the only word to describe it would be micromanage. <laughs> I, I love am, that. I'm providing homogenous, homogenous blue plastic bins for everybody. I'm telling them exactly how to pack everything in those, where right. to put the label on. Sure, them. yep. And if they don't follow my instructions to the letter, it's literally their fault and they have <laughs> to pay for it. <laughs>
2: Well, why you're laughing.
0: <laughs> make sure you mis micromanage as well, like you tell, or they've already done it right. You step in and try to fix it. I put in quotes <laughs> and make sure you retard the process, you know, by several hours. And they're like, Good Lord, but this guy just shut up. And well, I, the difficulty
1: I, is, like, the, the technology director came to me today and he said okay so we have a lot of computer servers we have all, all of our stuff runs on computers we don't have regular phone lines it all goes through like voip and all that stuff yeah and he said so when can we shut down and i went uh, f- uh five <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean when can we shut down he goes no 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 we have we have to move the servers i went what in the middle of the day and he was like yeah so when can we shut down i went oh yeah okay uh five and he goes, no. <laughs> no oh no, we have to move the, the the servers, and I went. I'm not talking about this with you at all. It's five. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what do you want to do? You want to you want to grab the big cable that comes into the, the and you want to pull it out like. You
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> so this hasn't happened or is going to happen?
1: Uh, well, tomorrow is. Let's just say I'm gonna enjoy my long weekend because I'm gonna have to go into the new office on Sunday and oversee, you know, uh, oh the the other thing was I sent out this long email to everybody saying, okay, this is how it's gonna happen, bang 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 bang. This is what I want to see. This is what I need out of you. (laughs) It even said like, guys, I need some real team spirit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) let's all pull together, everyone
1: yeah like we've worked so hard to make this easy on you I, I typed out the email and it originally said so please don't be assholes and i had to delete that because i can't send that to everybody yeah and um yeah so I, i'm gonna i'm gonna have to basically send out a broadcast message the thing is i want everybody to come in on sunday just for a couple of hours you know I'll, I'll put some drinks together or something yeah so that you can unpack those boxes and just send a test email and get it all up and running. The problem is, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be ready on Sunday or not. So I have to set it up so that I can send a broadcast message to a department of 45 people and ruin their Sunday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome, awesome. You
1: know, and I, I, I'm going to send them away tomorrow, going. Hey, so enjoy your long weekend. You're going to have your Thursday and your Friday and
0: your
2: Saturday. I might ruin Sunday.
0: I might ruin it. Yeah. While everyone's trying to watch a football game or something. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You know, it reminds me when you mentioned micromanaging. I worked on a film upstate, in upstate New York with Tony Danza, Chris Penn. It was Chris Penn's last movie uh, before he died. Uh, Liz Rome from... Law and Order was on it. <clears throat> and, you know, all these kind of, eh, you might say, minor celebrities. Tony Danza was a great guy. He was really funny, nice guy. Um,
1: Tell you what, Tell you what. Th- thanks for the call. What? Th- thanks for the
0: call. I didn't oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry about that. We're still bitter about this <laughs> stuff ten years later. I could have made a pile of money. Well... My I was third grip, and the key grip was the biggest douchebag ever. He had earned nicknames from several people who had worked with him, like the Douchinator, El Doucherino. Like it just any.
1: You'll have to to text me his name afterwards to see if I.
0: His first name's Christian, and his last name begins with an M. I won't go. I mean, I don't really care. He's a total douchebag, and you know.
1: Did he Did he have
0: long hair? No, no, no. No, he is kind of a short Keebler-looking elfin type of, type of guy. So micromanaging, like he raises to an art form, and oftentimes it would be micromanaging after the fact. Like we'd put a light up in the air, wedge it up there, and everything. It sat up there for like five hours. You know, we had to be very safe because it was right over the actor. And then later on, he's like, guys, you know, next time you do that, you got to do it like this, like that. Like, thanks for telling us now. Like that's that's really good one time like i was bringing a ladder into set you know the actors were there liz rome was there she was like sitting in a chair and uh he starts douching it up like in like oh you know when you bring a ladder in like that yeah like micromanaging how i walked the ladder into set because when the actors are here as he's saying this he takes this from my hand turns around and smashes the light bulb out of the ceiling and sends glass everywhere. <laughs> was like, and it was perfect because it went quiet. I looked at him. I looked at the light bulb, looked back at him and just turned around and walked off set. I didn't have to say anything. It was just like, you know what? You might not want to give me douchebag micromanaging instructions while you're moving a ladder. Just, you know, for future reference. I don't know. I feel like talking to those people and being like, "Seriously, what goes through your head?" Like, just can't you nothing. just shut up?
2: Nothing. Yeah, I
0: guess nothing. you know, just like blathering about like, "Are those sandbags coming up?" I'm like, "Yeah, I have four of them in my hand." You just called from thirty seconds ago. <laughs> Are the sandbags here yet? Like, I have to keep stopping and answering you on my walkie. And like, oh my god, he was he was insufferable. I
2: in- don't
1: have a lot of micromanagers. <clears throat> like I would, I don't think I would. I think I suss out micromanagers early and just eliminate them from the conversation. You know?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, oh, uh, you know what? You you don't want to send that email like this. You you want to move this around. But I, I do. I do. Like, I the the guy who I report to directly does micromanage sometimes but it's like it's detail orientated and it's almost useful sometimes right if you're preparing a specific script or some specific verbiage to to be said on the telephone or like an email that needs to go out like you'll move a couple of things around and it looks like micromanaging right it, it isn't because it's so precise you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah i mean that's fine i mean if it's productive but it's Sort of like you know, telling somebody how to specifically move a chair from one side of the room to the other. It's like, I think I can manage. I think, but thank you. But though.
1: <laughs> the person that actually jumped into my head was a guy that we both know, Freddie Galfis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even the laugh gets a name because he he micromanaged, and it was it was good
0: with glee, funny. yeah, with glee. He loved it. He
1: micromanaged, and he would tell you exactly what to do, and he was correct, Yeah, and it was unnecessary, but just right. him doing it was funny.
0: Yeah, well, that's what he lived for. I mean, that's just, you know, yeah. But you're right. He had a way of doing it where you appreciated Freddy, and it was a pleasure to work for him. Well, I... Listen, s-
1: if, if you're going to micromanage me, and you turned up to set in a DeLorean, that's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, true <laughs> enough. All right, well, we have reached uh, almost one hour here, so uh, we'll cut this episode off, but I think we have a lot to talk about in the future.
1: Well, I've got no condom stories. I've, got, I've blown my poo and himself at the desk story.
0: <laughs> well, I'll come with some other stories next time. Great. Right. All right, I'm going to uh, disembark here. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks a lot, Chris.
1: Aye, no worries, no worries. Always a pleasure, never a chore.
0: All righty.